Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Pursuit of Purpose tonight. It's Nelson and Kevin. Howdy. Nate and Cody. Nope. Didn't make it again. I heard crickets. The crickets. <laughs> Must be pretty busy right now. I know Nate, with the end of the school year, everything's kind of coming to a head, trying yeah. to get everything done. Yeah. And then Cody's been busy, as as we've talked about before. Uh, but we are happy to be back and glad you guys are listening. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about uh, about the topic t- today. I think it's you know it's another one of those uh, issues where you know I think it's just a practical general thing that we should all consider and think about, and and so I, you know I think it's worthwhile while and 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 I feel like it's going to be um, a good uh, good talking about uh, study. Sure. Maybe maybe just, just getting it out there and so just help people think about it in a different light. Um, like we do normally, we'll just start out with a little bit of news. Uh, this past weekend was the Derby. Being a Kentucky boy, it's a big day. I found out about uh, the results uh, after the race, and I didn't even know what was going on. You know, my wife and I have this big plan to have like a Derby party every year. Mm-hmm. has yet to work. We've yeah. been married five years. Well, this year would have been tough. With the new one. You know, everything kind of going on. Last year was a slight pandemic going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? You've had some good excuses <laughs> yes, the last couple. The last couple years. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about the winner of it, though? No, I didn't. He's, he was uh, one of the smaller horses out there. Originally sold for, can you guess the amount of money? Originally sold. Originally sold. Is, am I going to be shocked because of how low it is or how high it is? How low it is. How low it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's like an average cost of a horse. I'm not in the horse game at all. Well, let's just say he. I think he won three million dollars on Saturday, (laughs) (laughs) and and, uh, he was originally sold for one thousand dollars. I was thinking maybe a thousand. Oh, they go for millions. Yeah, millions. I mean these the the real high end ones. When you live when I lived in Lexington, you could see uh, the big thoroughbred sale. Like you would see airplanes at the airport from the United Arab Emirates that come over to buy horses. Yeah. It's a big game. It's big money. Yeah. So for $1,000, I mean, that's, I mean, I got more of my mower. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But that one paid off a lot better than uh, the mower has, yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So what the the people that uh, owned the horse, were were they a small, were they small? Um, no. And, the, small and the, the trainer, Bob Baffert, he's pretty well known. Uh, it's actually his seventh derby win, which is, I think, a record if I heard correctly. So, that was one of the big parts of it. it was you know you, you kind of it's like one of those guys you don't bet against and uh, and he pulled through this time so wow. yeah and I read a, a note there said he's never been passed on a racetrack I guess uh, he's come in second a couple times but maybe he started in second kind of idea um, but evidently it's a smaller horse that's got a big heart wow yeah so that's a pretty neat story I yeah. mean and that's really when when it comes to Derby I'm not an avid horse racing you know I don't watch it a lot. Um, but when you're in Louisville, you hear all these backstories. You hear the people that are involved. See, and that's that part what gets is you. neat. And some of the movies that have been made, oh, like yeah. the Seabiscuit movie. And Secretariat. Secretariat. What it's, a great movie. It's just a really, it's just an exciting time for the city. Um, and, you know, and they say it's the greatest, what, what two minutes in sports yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's very. So hopefully maybe one year. Uh, we'll get our acts together and um, get a derby party going at the house, and, <laughs> and maybe you'll catch an invite. <laughs> What's the famous drink? The the mint julep. Mint 
Julep. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, not a fan. And the big hats, right? Big hats. Everybody dresses to the nines, and um, it's it's a pretty interesting time in the city for sure. It's 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 a two week uh, festival really around Louisville um, when it when it really kicks off and kicks off with a big fireworks show and air show. And so how so it so the track is in Louisville? Correct. It's just right outside. It's right next to U of L. It's wow. right right next to the campus, really, um, and it's just really it's a really good time for the city. It's a lot of fun to be there. It's usually a good time of year. And uh, so. does this horse have a chance for the Triple Crown? Uh, again, I don't follow it that well. Okay, <laughs> but there's always a chance. When was the last one? Uh, there were two back to back. Yeah, um, I don't remember. Yeah, Pharaoh, American Pharaoh was one of them. Is I that- think I think one of them. Um, but. You know, it's always an exciting time, and you want to see them win if they can. Yeah. For sure, you know. Um, and then another big – upcoming this weekend's a big day. Okay. Mother's Day. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Got to remember the mothers that put up with us yeah. for years and years. My wife reminded me. So. I, yeah, I've got to get get on that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get it on Amazon, you better hurry because <laughs> it's not going to be here yeah, in time. Prime's not prime anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, that's an exciting time. It's just, you know, like, again, it's, it's a pretty time of year. It's a good time to celebrate yeah. that. And hopefully everybody can get together or remember their mothers in a good way. And Yeah. Help the only the bad thing, it's going to be like 50 degrees. Again? Yeah. Like it doesn't, the temperature's not going up to like the 70s for like another week. Wow. It'll be a week before we get uh, 70s again. That's a stretch, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been kind of cool. It's kind of, yeah. It's. I mean, I... And more rain in the forecast. Well, go figures. It's That's, been wet. You had a good start and kind of slowing down now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's it, not slowing down. It's screeched to a halt. The slog friend. begins. Yeah. And then you'll be... Hopefully, you'll get it in soon. Yep. Yeah. But then... Um, so, to follow up the sermon from this past week, um, Living Hope. Yeah. Yeah. You said uh, you said your daughter uh, came to church Sunday. Yeah, she didn't want to go to children's church. She went to the sermon. Yeah. Yep. yep. And we spoke about death. Did that bring? <laughs> did it bring up any good conversations? We have not discussed. <laughs> Are you strategically avoiding that? Uh, no, I think she'll she'll talk about it when she's ready. I know she had a good time dancing to the worship music. Yeah, uh, she had a big time. Uh, she was with her Mimi. Uh, we were at home with the little one, and um, she just she had a big time. Coming well, to she made my sermon illustration. Yes, she did. She brought me a donut this she, week. She did. She was very excited about that donut. Yeah, I was pretty excited myself. And and evidently, I'm in debt to all of the church elders now. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, because we were in a meeting when you showed up. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, uh, I did. I talked about I talked about death and just how unnatural it is. Um, how it wasn't, it's it's not, it's not, it was not meant to be. And I've said that with, uh, with you know, some recent people that have passed in my life. Um, and I've talked to Taylor about that, where I've, I've said it's just, it's strange that it's just over. And that's what you're getting at. It's kind of like, yeah. we're not meant to experience that. No. And it's, and it's just this void where it's just done. Yeah. And and it's and it's hard to grieve through that and hard to accept that yeah you know and uh and that and and that's because it's not natural you know natural creation from god's standpoint was for us to live forever to be given bodies that would live forever now those rules changed when we broke mm-hmm. when we broke 
the rules. And, and so things change to where that isn't the case anymore. But that still doesn't make death normal, nor does, does God put in us a spirit that can just accept something as normal um, that is not. And so, you know, that I think that's why that feeling sets in. And so it really is, you know, if we're going to be a people that look to the future to determine how we live now, then death is a big thing that we're going to have to you know, at least understand mm-hmm. in a way to where we we know this is not the end. That's why we can listen to Paul say, oh, death, where is your sting? You know, taunting death because, and, and we yeah. as Christians can do the same. Right. And the reason being is because death isn't the end for us. Death, mm-hmm. death, death has lost the sting. It is not, you know, final. You know, Jesus Christ made it so that, so that death is something that we'll experience. Uh, but when we do, you know, we have the hope of, of you know, um, a new heaven and a new earth and, and being given a new body and never having to face, you know, that that outcome ever again. Yeah, I liked your illustration with um, Jesus and Lazarus. When he, yeah. You know, his good friend, and he was grieving, you know, vocally. And, I mean, if anybody could just, you know, take that grief away and handle it in a different way would be Jesus. Yeah. And, and for him to... You know, verbally, you we know, we would almost expect it, right? For him to just be like, "Well, you know, I'll just fix that." You know, he's got. But that even up. he felt the injustice right. of it, the hurt of it, the, the pain, how unnatural mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's not normalize death. You know, let's not write it off as well. This is the way it is. You know, um, I think we have to. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to, 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 to to be upset by it, you know, but mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, like don't allow it to control you, but embrace the hope that Christ brings that, right. that we have, you mm-hmm. know, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this week we wanted to jump into the idea of study. Yeah. And how to do that. Mm-hmm. We all got through Cotwell. Me and you both got through college. <laughs> <laughs> we knew how to do it at one time. We made it. <laughs> it that's another one of those, um, you know, we talked about having kids and how the second one you have to relearn everything. I, I couldn't imagine trying to go back and trying to be a student again. Like It's, it's daunting to think about. Oh, my about gosh. Getting back in books and getting into that routine. And yeah. I was when I went to college. I was pretty lucky because I I had already lived and had a career before, and so I I kind of treated it as a job, mm-hmm. and it was and it made it much easier than anything. Just um, were you I, very disciplined with your with your studies, or were you a procrastinator? No, I um, I treated it as my job, and so I, typically I was on campus from nine to four, nine to five, and even if I had class from eleven to one, I would stay on campus, and then it came, you know night before a final or night before a test or a Thursday night and everybody was cramming and I was, you know, I'm going to go watch the game cause I'm like, I'm good. Got wow. it. And it, it's, were you married at the time? Nope. No, but I went to school. Uh, I was, I was over 30. I was 30, right around 30. And I had worked several jobs, been in the air force, done that. And so it was just a different Avenue and a different way to treat it. And once you kind of learn how to play the game, it, it's not bad. See, I'm 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 never good at playing games the right way. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I was I was uh, you know I would be 
up all night the night before. There's no sense in that. Yeah. You had plenty of time before that. Oh, yeah, I, I did. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and I enjoyed it because I, and even at that point, I could help people at that time where it was like, you know, they're struggling and it's like, it's just going to help me to help them. And, yeah. But the stress wasn't there. But even today, I don't, I think it's just some people probably have, I, I mean, I could be more disciplined, but even today, like even writing sermons and stuff, like I'm, most of my sermons get written, written. I mean, I've done a lot of preliminary stuff sure. up too, but Saturday morning, you know, and, and, and then I have to always go back through it like Sunday oh, morning. Sure, yeah. Uh, and and like read through because I'm sure Saturday morning you write it out and you kind of think about it and it dwells on you and you kind of chew on it for a little bit and then you're gonna and then I just it. refine it yeah, yeah. sure yeah, yeah. Sunday yeah. morning get get the church early and but I I I through the middle of the week the more the heart like if if I if I have to have it done because we something's going on on the weekend then I can I can do it earlier but like I really struggle. If if there's not a deadline and it's it's like I'm mm-hmm. up against it, I really struggle like really having clear thoughts, you know. Yeah. And it's partly because that's what I've always done, so, so you know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> so it just feels more normal when sure. I do it that way. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying it's right, that's but the way it works for you, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think you know, you're talking about study, I, I think that. You know, I think that that is part of it is finding something that works for you, but understanding that that study is still a discipline, mm-hmm. just like developing a rhythm, like it's it's discipline. You know, and I think if if you're going to talk about study, then I think you have to talk about discipline. So l- l- just let's lead into this this way. You, Claire, mm. she doesn't seem like she'd be real hard to parent and. And to, she's a good kid. Yeah, she's yeah. a good kid. <laughs> yeah. But what what does discipline look like for her? Like you know, and I'm not saying like like what do you do to discipline her. I'm I'm saying like what are the things that you have to try that that you've like instructed and taught her, and and what does that process look like? Really, I mean, it's you know more caught than taught. So try to be a good example for her. Yeah, it's um, big. She's very she's very regimented. Um, she likes order and she likes it the same way every time, which at times is a blessing because you know what to expect. At other times when things are going awry, it makes it hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but really just to, you know, for discipline for her, if you can explain it and if you can show her that that's the way it's supposed to be, typically she'll pick up on it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she's, she can be reward based. She, she, you know, you can treat her and she'll, then she'll really get on board. But, um, yeah, I mean, she really just discipline for her is just giving her a clear, a clear reason to do something and a clear objective and she'll probably tackle it. So what about like disciplining your wife? What's that look like? I don't try to do that. It goes the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so I should ask Tay like what it is, what it means to discipline you. Oh, she could write a book. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I have a very easy one too. Nora is, mm-hmm. um, and my daughter loves Nora. Yeah, just talks about her all the time. She. On her fake cell phone yesterday, she was calling Nora. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny, but anyway, sorry. But Digress. Nora is she's our she's our she's our easy one. She's 
very rules focused. Um, you know, I mean, there's always attitude issues that, you know, as she's gotten older, you know, it's sometimes she wakes up in a good mood and, and a lot of time that determines on how you wake her up. If I come in yelling, let's get up, get moving. That doesn't really work out. Um, but you know, it's, it, there's a lot of drama that comes from that. And so there, there's a, there's been a lot of teaching moments for her. What I've seen, what I've seen for her in trying to help her grow conversations, Mm. you know, like she'll, one of our biggest fights is what she's going to wear and she's become a diva. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is in my future <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah and i blame her mother for that um <laughs> no um but that's always a that's a struggle because there are certain kinds of clothes that she doesn't like to wear even though they would look really nice like it doesn't matter like i don't want to wear jeans she mm-hmm. doesn't wear jeans I, I just this i don't understand this is a concept i don't understand that this generation is is facing People that just don't ever want to wear jeans. I feel like that. I feel like I grew up in jeans. I did. That's all I I grew up in jeans. And if I wasn't wearing jeans, I was wearing jean shorts. Jean shorts playing soccer at the youth (laughs) league. You know what I mean? (laughs) It wasn't until I got a holder that I figured out there was something other than jeans to wear. Jeans. Yeah. But um, when, when I've taken time and sat down and explained, hey, listen, like you live in a very privileged environment. Like you have a lot, you have an entire closet full and dresser full of clothes. There are kids that, that don't have that. And you need to understand like what this is. And so like, you're not always going to face things that you like, but you need to face them well, you know, and that's not something like, oh, okay, I got it. And then I never had to worry about it again. Like that's a conversation we've had an ongoing Mm -hmm. conversation, you know, her attitude, because she's a rule follower. Anytime somebody else steps out, of line, like she's the one saying, "Oh, look what they did," you know, and and she gets, you know, she has a hard time dealing with that, and so we have to have conversations about that. But those are those are painful moments. Mm-hmm. By and large, her growth has come mainly through pain and suffering, hurt and hardship, you know, fighting through things with some really high moments, right? in her life as well. But with that, she's become, you know, I believe a really beautiful young woman, not, not on the outside, outside too, but like on the inside and even how she interacts with people, you know, we'll, we'll be on our way to school and I'll say something like, okay, like I want you to say something nice to somebody today. I don't care what you do, who you do it to, what you say. Um, and one day she went to school and, uh, she told everybody they looked nice. So I don't know what it meant to like the hundred person she told that, you know, like you look nice, you know, lining them all up, you know, but, but she did it Yeah, and learned a little bit about in, in, encouragement, you right. And, and how good that feels, but that's not an easy thing to do and then and and challenging that and and working mm-hmm. through that and growing and and so my point comes back to like when when we're talking about study like the majority of the time this is not going to feel good right 
it's a commitment, it's a discipline. But in that, we find growth. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, you're, it's an exercise. It's, I mean, you're, you're making your brain stronger yeah. in, in, in a way. And, yeah. and not, just, not just brain, but what you're, but what you're internalizing, mm-hmm. what's becoming a part of you, what you're working out, all those things begin to form the foundation of your decision-making process, mm-hmm. you know. One of the one of the greatest blessings that I have, and you probably have experienced this, is having to teach. You know, there was a time for several years where I was teaching Sunday school, Wednesday night Bible study, and then preaching a sermon on Sunday morning, and then leading a small group that weekend. So four different times, four different lessons. You know, constantly. So you're you're yeah, yeah you're constantly preparing for something now a lot of times because there was so much you know and I had gone through college and done a lot of preliminary work you know you know as far as building the base there you know I would I would study the hour before you know I got up to do whatever not the sermon but you know a lot of the other Mm -hmm. things I could do that and we'd be going through studies and stuff but as a teacher you're learning more than your students Mm -hmm. always sure um and because you're learning more than your students like the discipline of that creates you know you know, much more, uh, you know, information and and a, and a healthier study, you know, in your lifestyle. You probably have experienced some of that, like just even kind of doing this this podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you asked me to do a Sunday school class last year. Was that last year? Uh, 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 two years because pandemic. Wow. Yeah. That that puts it. But even just even just that was the first time. You want to do another one? Uh, was what was it on? It was the. Uh, it was about social media. I can't remember. Oh, that's that. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> detox, social detox. Ah, right, yes, right, right, yes. Right. And because uh, we did that sermon series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, and it, it still comes up in our house. We still talk about it, and still talk about how, even with uh, Lydia being born, my wife and I have both noticed that we've been on our phones a lot. You know, taste nursing, and it's like you know. So while you're sitting there, just flip the phone out. Right, and we, and then she. Flips her phone out, and then I'm like, "Well, I'll flip my phone out." And then we're both sitting there for 40 minutes, and we could have had a probably a better conversation than what we learned on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's something that continues to come up in our house, and I, and 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 that's because I was tasked, or you know, or asked to teach it. But again, what it points to is not that you have to be a teacher. Right. What it points to is. When there's a regular discipline in your life of study that has much more value than the most of the things that we fill our, our time with. Mm, yeah. Which are garbage. <laughs> what's what is garbage uh, for you? Social media and media and shopping for firearms online. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, man. yeah. I yeah. Mean, why not though? That's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> First world problems here, yes, folks. Yes, it is. Yes, no, it but is. but it is. It's yeah. it's it, it's social media. For me, it's you know I've I've got a mobile game that I I I really like that burns a lot of time. It's I've been telling you. Have you started the Avenger movies or any? I'm of not that? doing it, man. There's too many. There are so many. You know how many books this man recommends <laughs> to me, and then he's going to recommend me a 37 series movie series. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> is it 37? I think that it's seems 37. too high. I'm Googling it. No, but. don't. <laughs> we don't need to know, yeah, know how many that you've watched. Is that <laughs> I, know, I don't want to know. But, no. Because uh, most of them I've watched like two or three times. But yeah, that's where, I mean, that is certainly where I tend to waste my time. It's just uh, news media, social media, and I guess always looking for the bigger, better thing, you know. But Yeah, and I, and so when when we're saturating our lives with that we are limiting the good content that we could actually be putting in yeah i was just listening to uh i was listening to southeast sermon on um actually just just a little while ago when i was mowing the grass and this week it was about anxiety um and one of the things that the speaker spoke about was um i guess there's an average of seven hours of of media and social media intake per american every day and then it's an average of 30 minutes a day in the bible for the christians and that's just and that's completely backwards if you oh my yeah i mean if you could spend seven hours a day in the word i mean how much more beneficial would that be than you know i mean it's not gonna happen Mm mm-hmm and so, like, let's, you know, I, I, I don't think, like, that means set our, set the, the mark that high. But, I mean, what what would it take to get you to sit down for the first 15 to 30 minutes of your day and actually, you know, study the Word of God in some relevant way? I don't, yeah, and I don't know what is the inhibitor to that, I think. Oh, I know. I can tell you what the inhibitor is. It's not easy. Yeah. It's, I mean, seriously. You have to get up early to do it. Earlier to do it. That's right. It's know? like, have you ever, I mean, I'm sure you have. Have you ever, like, ran, like, exercise, run? A brief time of my life, yes. Okay. So, how long of a period did you do it? Um, Probably not even a year. Okay. Yeah. That's still, though, that's pretty significant. Okay. So, do you remember the first day that it's you awful. started? Yeah. What was what was that like? It's terrible. Okay. It's embarrassing. It's demoralizing. It's awful. <laughs> were you doing it like were there a bunch of women watching or something? Is that why it was so terrible? <laughs> embarrassing. It's like how out of shape am I? <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I see I run like out on back roads, so I'm I'm not as embarrassed. I mean, I feel crappy. Yeah, I was doing it. I was living downtown Louisville. At the yeah, time, yeah, but, that yeah. would be embarrassing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought maybe like your first training session was like at a three five k run where people were watching you or <laughs> I something. Did a five k two years ago. Five <laughs> k. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna start running today. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but okay. Now a month in, what did it look like? Felt better, you know. You find you find yourself well. That wasn't that bad, and you just keep on going. Yeah, I mean, it's the same idea. Oh yeah, there there are times right where you're doing it, and you're like, I'm gonna run three miles, and then you get to the end of three miles, you're like, I'm just gonna keep running. Did you have any of those days? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I I, I took off uh, one day, and I was like, I'm gonna run out a mile and a half and run back, and I got out a mile and a half, and I was like, I think it's like five miles to go on around this big block that I was mm-hmm. running around. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I took off and, and, and just, I just felt good. Yeah. You know, that's after, you know, a few months of training or whatever, where you get into some of the, they call it a runner's high where you just, you could just go and, 
and it's not that my body's any better than it was, you know, when I first started. I'm in better shape, and I've developed a disciplined, you know, um, like weekly running that that is that is a part of what I am. And and then when I don't do it, I feel bad. It, the opposite happens. Yeah, I you know again. So what what's what's the benefit? Well, you feel better health wise, okay? Like you feel like your blood flows better, you feel better, you're more alert, your mind's in better shape, you you know, all those things. Like it creates a lot of good things, you know, exercising and and having an activity like that. But when I trained for the marathon 2 years ago, it was at the end of this thing, crossing the finish line with Michelle Haynes, which it was her first Half marathon after Mm -hmm. lung cancer, um, which was an incredible moment. And just, you know, we're there with all our friends, a lot of family. And it was just a really beautiful experience, like a really incredible experience. And that was the high of it. But it came from months and months of training. Like it came from injuries where I didn't even know if I was going to be able to run in the marathon. You know, and and so I, I think... There were months of pain for one Moment. high, mm-hmm. right? And I would tell you to this day, it's it's still worth it. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it is. Um, and the medal that I got for it, I mean, I didn't like win it because I got like first place. I got it just because I com- finished the race. Mm-hmm. But that's what a marathon is. It's just, you just finish. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like when I see it, I feel... I feel good about yeah, it. Accomplished you know? all that, yeah. Yeah, there's an accomplishment there. It, it, so, again, I want us. I, I want us to think about this because this is this is something, and I'll take you through kind of my process. But this is something where like we just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what? What's it going to be to put you? Okay, for me, if I know that I have a marathon coming in August, then I need to be running. So I got up last week and I started running. Because I know that I, if I'm going to run in this marathon, that I have to start now. Like, I can't wait. Like, this is my procrastination. I've procrastinated as long as I to can. To the point where you have to do it Right, now. right. I have to do it now. Mm-hmm. So now every morning, I think, like this morning, I, I, I took a break because my knees and my legs were hurting. So I needed a break. And, that, and that's okay, too. Like, you need to build those in. But tomorrow, I'm going to get up and run. As early as I have to get up, I'm gonna have to, I'm I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go do it because I'm I'm working towards this. So so in study, I think we do have to create like goals, mm-hmm. and and one of them is the beginning of the year. I'm gonna read through the Bible. That could be a goal for you, and there are so many resources for that. Oh yeah, but we have to begin. We have to draw the line in the sand, and we have to step over it. We have to draw the line in the sand and say, I'm going to do this. Here's what I'm working towards, and then we have to do it, whatever that is. You know, for you, two years ago, it was teaching a class. Like, you could, you could, you know, not prepare, but you're still going to get up there on Sunday and have to say something. You know? Yeah. So what's that going to look like? <laughs> and I had to. <laughs> it's very motivational. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I think it's creating something like that, something compelling to be working for. And, and, and again... Uh, there are so many things that are trying to pull us away from that, like from from a media standpoint and 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 TV and just vegging out and all those things. But I think when when we don't allow those things to become like a part of what we are, then I, you know we feel healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, our minds are clearer. All those things 
go better for us. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think an important thing that I heard, um, in the same sermon that I was just listening to that I have never really put a whole lot of thought into was, um, how to prepare myself to, um, to study the word specifically, like to think you're going to, you know, I wake up and I can wake up stressed out. I mean, that's just the way I've always been built. I can wake up and just immediately be stressed. And so the thought to like, to be able to take that stress away and then study instead of, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to read this passage because this is what I got to do for the year, you know? And then like, but you're constantly in the back of your head, you're thinking about this, 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 and this, well, this. I, yeah. And I, but, but I think that's part of it, right? I mean, you could say like not every session that you sure. sit down is going to be perfect. Yeah. It's not going to be an epiphany. You're not no. going to gain. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 Because again, I, I think it goes to like, there is a grind to it, but I think there is a, I think there is a place for us to, do it just because we have to, knowing that the other side of this is growth. Growth and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is the comment that I read before we before we uh before we started, and this is brilliant. This really captures what we're saying right now. Um, but in John eight thirty two it says, You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now I wanna I wanna I wanna deal with that. Uh, a little bit. So I'll come back to that. I'll swing back to that. But here's here's the quote from Richard Foster, Celebration of Discipline. Phenomenal book. If you don't have it, get it. Write it down. Another book. Another book. <laughs> Celebration of Dis- Discipline, Richard Foster. And it's not one you, I, you have to sit down and just like read the whole thing, like chapter by chapter. It's one where you can say, okay, like, you know, I want to know a little bit more about prayer because prayer is becoming something important to me. Go to the chapter of prayer and just read it. You know, I want to know about study. Go to the chapter of study and read it. I want meditation. We've talked about all these things. Mm-hmm. Rhythm, you know, all those things. Like, go to those go to those sections, read them, understand them, like, get to know them. Like, they'll pop up at different times. This is just a good, like, reference book. You didn't have to read it all the way through, although I would recommend reading it all the way through. But he says this, Good feelings will not free us. Ecstatic experiences will not free us. Getting high on Jesus will not free us without a knowledge of the truth we will not be free now i think it's incredible that we as christians and in our society and in this culture have this mentality that well if i am free then I will do X, okay? But the opposite is true. <laughs> if we're free, we, we it almost we create bondage and all these other things. We mm-hmm. give ourselves to something else. But when there is a discipline of study, learning, you know, there is so much more freedom in that. Yeah, it promotes your freedom. Yes. Yeah. You know, discipline, God created us this way. That's why it works that way. It's why he talks about, you know, being obedient, being committed, being faithful. You know, when he, when he talks about leadership in the church, it, it's why he talks about committing yourself to be 
ruled over by a body of elders, by 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 a plurality of elders, by by leaders. A lot that way, like if you're messing up, they can step in and discipline you. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, go back to what we talked about with our children. Okay, like how do our children grow? Through discipline. Mm-hmm. If they weren't disciplined, if they were left to their own devices, what's going to happen? They're going to be bad kids. They're going to be bad people. kids, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And they might still be bad kids, mm-hmm. okay? But you're giving them every opportunity that you possibly can when you pull your hand out, when they do something wrong, you spank their butt. Mm-hmm. You're giving them a chance to understand this is not how you treat people. Clothes are not more important than other people and thinking about what's really going on in the world. Your life and these problems are not real problems. Clothes problems are not real problems, mm-hmm. you know? Or, <laughs> this is... <laughs> On one of Paul's report cards, it was this. We're trying to teach Paul not to run over his friends. <laughs> that was, okay? That's, so, that's, it's not that's, okay. That's such an accurate description. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not okay, mm-hmm. you know, for, for him to do that. And he's got to learn that lesson. And, yeah. and he's going to have to get in trouble. And he's going to get spankings when he get home gets home, you know, because he ran over his friends. Like, you know, those, those things exist. And if... If as a parent, I did not make that a priority, then I'm not helping him grow. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not helping him grow, then he's not growing. Right. That's your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. But discipline's required. Mm-hmm. Not freedom. If yeah. I let Paul have all the freedom that he wanted, then all he would do is sit on YouTube and watch Minecraft videos and play Minecraft all day. I'm, I'm serious. If I left him to his own devices, his freedom, that's what he would do all day long. And every once in a while, I'll go outside and get on his foiler, maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. And he would eat candy. Claire would watch Little Pony, My Little Pony videos. Scarring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never get those years back. No. <laughs> <laughs> the years wasted on My Little Pony. My Little Pony. <laughs> let me, um, let me walk walk us through, um. A uh, like a maybe a, a way to that this works because I think I think excuse me I think I think we we believe that study for us just falls under this uh, category of I have to get up and I have to read this and you know then I write some thoughts down and blah blah blah, blah. I, it does okay to a degree. I think I think repetition is extremely important. I think uh, concentration in what we're doing is important because it's like you talked about, your mind starts wondering and there's going to be days where your concentration is better than others. I think a, a comprehension of it mm-hmm. needs to exist and so sometimes we're going to have to dive a little bit deeper so that we understand the issues, right? And then a reflection. We need to think about that and 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 the application of it and 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 and, and all that stuff. So so those things absolutely exist. Let me let me walk you through what that looks like. I'm listening through the Bible, and in my Bible reading this week, um, it was Judges, and so um, it's amazing to me sometimes how some of the stories that you've heard, like the story of Samson. Mm-hmm. 
like I hear it again, it just is enthralling. Like I just, I like zone in yeah. again because. Well, you, and you can an- like anticipate. You it can coming. anticipate. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it still it still doesn't get old. Like yeah. So, but it was Gideon and Samson, and so I'm listening to Gideon, and Gideon lays out the fleece and says, "God, if this is really what you want me to do, if you really want me to go to battle with the Mennonites, then, uh, it's not the Mennonites." <laughs> <laughs> Not the Mennonites, you're right. <laughs> if he really wants me to go to battle with the Amish. The Amish down the road. <laughs> that, that is definitely not. The Ammonites. Man. Okay. There, there are a few tribes and people back then. Yeah, yeah, but not the Mennonites. Not the Mennonites, no. <laughs> they didn't come around until later. Until bit. they you know, they let loosen some rules and they could drive vehicles. You know. Then the Mennonites came. Then they were like, right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he says, "Do you really want me to do this?" Okay, I'm gonna lay out my fleece. If this is what you want me to do, then let the fleece be wet and all the ground be dry with dew. And it happens. Next day, he gets up. Okay, God, I I'm not trying to test you here. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly but switch it. You know, the fleece is dry. Ground is wet. Ground's wet, and it happens. I think he does it one more time. Yeah. But then go down the line a little bit, and while the army's marching, after he says, okay, God, you really want me to do this, the army's marching, they got tons of people, the Lord says, okay, I'm going to throw my fleece out. These people, kick them out of your army. Goes a little bit further. When they, If they do this, kick them out of your army. Goes a little bit further. If they do this, kick them out of your army. Whittles them down to nothing. Now, I look at that, and I'm like, I wonder if he did that because Gideon couldn't believe and trust God, but instead was challenging it and saying, I need reassurance here. Mm -hmm. And so God is like, okay, you need reassurance. I gave it to you. Now, since I gave you this, like, I'm, this is going to be, I'm going to make this more challenging. Now, maybe not, but it just, that, that came into my mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. That came into my mind. Okay, so this, I'm talking about the process of study. What does it look like? What is it? What does it look like to 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 concentrate, comprehend, reflect, uh, and this this idea of repetition? What does it look like? Okay, so I'm I'm rolling this around in my head. Okay, then you go to Samson. This guy is given unbelievable gifts in strength. Like it it tells a story where he caught three hundred fox. I mean. Come on. Who does that? Who can do that? I mean, how do you do that? I've seen a dozen. <laughs> I know. In my life, yeah. I've seen a dozen. Yeah. You know? Now, we were over in Ireland, okay? When we were over in Ireland to a trip over there, like, they had rabbit everywhere, okay? I mean, so, like, I could have caught 300 rabbit, I think, there. Because, like, on this this hill we were on, like, I'm serious, it was, like, Unbelievable! You you drop a wolf in there, and that dude is going to be obese. Like it's game on, you know. But so so maybe if it's like that. But I mean, he must have been mm-hmm. like really fast. Uh, yeah. And then okay, like is a fox just going to sit there and just let him tie his tail to another fox, and then tie that to a, a torch, and then he lights the torch without like getting him somehow? Like I, I mean. Who, who does that for one thing, yeah. okay? 
But like that's unbelievable. And then it talks about just his strength. He kills a lion with his mm-hmm. bare hands. You know, he he uh, he fights off you know an, an army of men with a, the jawbone of a donkey. Like these are, I mean, unbelievable, right? The guy has a woman problem. The guy has some insecurity issues. He must because this, you know, finally when he gives away the the fact that if you cut his hair, like he loses his strength. Mm-hmm. Like, can you look at this and you think? Wow, what he, he he makes some really bad decisions and then they catch him, they gouge out his eyes, right? And at the end of his life, he gets to this place where he's like, God, I wanna I wanna honor you with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this building down on you know, on these people, the Canaanites. I'm I'm gonna do it. Like I'm you know, I'm not he it the God God allowed him to go through suffering. Mm-hmm. God allowed Gideon to really suffer with this dinky army walking up against this this legit army. And he says, I'm going to win it for you. I'm, but I'm going to let you stew. I'm going to let you suffer. I'm going to let you go through some pain. You know what I thought in that? Like, this is this is my the process that I went through. I read this. I looked at those things. I rolled them around. You know, I, I tried to to understand them, to comprehend them. I tried to, you know, just, just continue to let the story kind of roll around in my head. I, I reflected on it. I truly, I really concentrated. And what I came down to was this. If God's allowing that in that person's life, then he's going to allow it in my life. And one of the most important ways that I can grow is through adversity. Now, I, I already knew that. But here's here's like the the aha moment for me. In church, we are constantly trying to fill people's schedules with what they'll give us, right? To keep them from doing things that we know that they shouldn't do. Okay, and so I think about like the amount of sports that we allow our kids to play, and the the little home life that we give them mm-hmm. or time at home with them with the little little time that we have that is already filled with them being in school or being with the child care provider right but we fill up our evenings anyway you know we're, we 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 do all these things and then the church steps in and does the same types of things because we're trying to protect people from adversity yes okay and not just adversity, we're trying to protect them from messing up. If we can fill their schedules up, if we can do these other things, then we can keep them from messing up. And if we can keep them from messing up, then 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 they can be good little Christians. When what it looks like to me from these stories, God's doing is saying, listen, you're probably going to have to get your nose dirty before you're really going to understand what I'm trying to do in your life. Mm-hmm. And before you come to a place where you have real growth. And so as a church, it's not about filling our schedules up with churchy things, but letting people make mistakes so that they can grow into the people that God really wants them to be and not being afraid when they do and not avoiding them or shunning them when they do, but embracing and loving them and allowing God to speak into their hearts in a way that's real. That's the process, man. Yeah. I think that's what study looks like, and I think... We can find that in conversations with our with our spouse. You know, sitting down and talking to our kids. Small groups, podcasts, 
Bible studies, Sunday schools, sermons, just taking a walk in creation. You know, all those things provide opportunities for study. It doesn't have to be with a book open, you know, our glasses on, you know, our pants pulled up to our belly button, like Urkel. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> but Did yeah, I, mean, I do just, that? It's, it's being receptive to the, for the lack of a better term, receptive to an education wherever you're at. Yeah. You know, to be able to take yourself, I mean, you know, you just think about... You go to the beach on vacation. You think about how much fun it is, and what you know, what you're there to do to relax and things. And then if you can step back into that and say, like, this is like God's creation. This is so far from where we live, and it's so beautiful, and just that it's immense. You yeah. know that there's another beach on the other side, and that's just. I mean, you have those moments where your mind just kind of like you sit back and you're going, "This is a lot bigger than I ever thought it would be." Yeah. You know? that I can even begin to understand. But to study, to learn that, and be receptive to that. I love I love sociology. So, I, like, not like, I, I don't like the class sociology, but I like the sociology of books that I read, especially, like, you know, you and I have one in common that we really love. It's just history, yeah. you know, and things have happened in history. And so I'm reading... Uh, um, Oh, in harm's way, mm-hmm. the sinking of the Indian, the USS in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Yeah, and just oh my gosh, man, the how horrific. You know, uh, unbroken. Uh, yeah, Zapparo Zapparini Zapparini, forty-seven days. Louis Zapparini, forty-seven days adrift at sea, in a dinghy. Yeah. And then, I mean, that wasn't the hard part. No, that was that was that would that was probably the easy part compared to like the what time he, he was in prison. Yeah, afterwards, what he survived as a prisoner. Yeah, yeah, and the movie just does the doesn't do that book justice. Like yeah. it's it's good, but like the book is it phenomenal. Is. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, but but again, like the sociology of that is okay. Like people reacting, you know. You just think like you know one of the things that they're talking about in this book right now is like how some just said, "See, you boys." And swam out knowing if they swam out far enough, like they'd get attacked by a shark immediately mm-hmm. and die. You know, and then the, you know, the horror on their faces was happening or just undoing their life jacket and sinking and drowning, like, you know, just allowing them. And then others that said, no, I'm going to fight to the very end. Like, I'm not going to take my own life. Like, you know, the sociology of that, like the makeup of people, you know, we've talked about this, like it's, it's so much more revealing in extremes, you know, and what a, you know, that's as extreme as it gets from a, just, you know, surviving in just a, a horrible situation. I, I mean, we can't avoid the suck. I mean, that's the NFL term, right? You have to embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Really, though? I mean, culturally, we've become so soft. Oh, yeah. And it's only going to get worse. 
I mean, even from a church standpoint, I was kind of mentioned to this to you, like from the beginning, like of we have to start talking about some of these these issues we're seeing in in our culture today, and 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 in society, and 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 with this administration, like it's not okay. Some mm-hmm. of the things that are happening, you know, one of the things that's come up recently is they're going to provide childcare for, you know, for uh for kids for free, like they're going to do that, and. While that sounds great, what are they doing? They're incentivizing you to go to work, and they're decentivizing. That's the wrong word. De-incentivizing, incentivizing, de-incentivizing. Dis, dis, I don't know. Yeah, we get anyway, the idea. You, you, We're you two know. brainers here. <laughs> Linguistic <Yes>. geniuses. <laughs> genius. Um, but. Th- they're decentivizing. That's mm, it. Good hey, job. hey, good job. They're decentivizing stay-at-home moms. The home. Okay. The home. Yeah. The home. Now, biblically, is that okay? The answer is no. I would say no. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, that's 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 the foundation of our children. It's the foundation, man. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I feel so blessed to have a good, godly woman who who has cared for my kids, you know, when, when me and my wife went to work, we, not everybody's blessed with that. And I mean, and, and my family's, you know, infinitely blessed that Taylor was able to take her role and stay home. That's right. I mean, that's huge. It's big, man. It's huge. And we, we've made sacrifices to make that happen. That's right. For sure. And sometimes those sacrifices are hard to swallow. Right. But it's worth it. But this administration you know in in a lot of ways by doing that is devaluing that just like mm-hmm. we've devalued gender just like we've devalued sexuality just like we've devalued marriage just like we've devalued you know these are foundational principles devalued life in general right yeah foundational principles for christians from the bible and if we don't have a foundation built on that through study and the discipline of study then we will be tricked at every turn and we'll flounder cuz it sounds good and every heresy sounds good mm-hmm. every heresy is as close to the truth as you can by just breaking off just a little bit not every's just a little bit but but the good ones they break off just enough where it still sounds good. It still looks good. Oh, you're going to provide free childcare. You're going to provide free education up to you know two years of college. Like those all those sounds like really good goals to have. And you know what? Like it would be great, except for what do you lose in the process? Mm-hmm. Well, you lose a desire for some kids to work hard because they're going to get it anyway. You lose, you know, mothers that that could stay at home because you want them in the workplace because it looks better for our economy if moms are working. If every single mom goes to work and every single dad goes to work and every single kid goes to some child care provider, it looks good for the economy. Mm-hmm. You, you gain something there. It would. It would be great for the economy, except what are you going to lose 10 years from now when those kids are raised and they've been raised by people that don't even know them? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, man, like... These are foundations that we have to set for ourselves because these are the battles that are coming. And if we're not, if we don't know them, if we don't understand them, if we're not intelligent enough through what we understand of God's will and his, 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 
what he desires in our lives, then we're going to fall for these things and it's, it's just going to get uglier and uglier. Um, so, so this is, this is what's at stake ultimately, I think. And this is why this discipline becomes important. We've lived through an age where we could be somewhat lazy and things remain good. We are at the end of that. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to live with your head in the sand, uh, you will face the consequences of that decision in very horrible ways. And I think it'll, it'll come at the losses of our families. It'll come at the losses of, of, you know, church religious institutions that, that, that form the foundation of, of what is right and good. And it will erode quickly. It already has started to. And I can tell that this has been laid on your heart too with, um, your, your, um, analogy of uh, draw a line in the sand this has been something that you've continued to voice and so it's it's definitely something that's been laid on your heart and then we need to find that line and what's that line for everybody and 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 commit commit and step over and i think too it's identifying these things uh i i listened to um albert moeller's the briefing he does a, a 20 minute 15 20 minute podcast every day where he picks an issue it listen subscribe to it listen to it like these issues that he talks about he talks about them from a Christian worldview but he I mean he just he outlines some of these things some of the some of the what 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 organization is he with the seminary no I don't think so I think I think he's on his own is I he think he own? just it's just a passion and a desire for him, but he's a political guy and, but yet he's a Christian. And so he tries to try to understand these from a Christian perspective, perspective. And, and he gives some good insight. I'm not saying he's like 100% sure, great yeah. all the way down the line. I'm just saying like, he's, he's one that I utilize a lot because I feel like he's got a good head on his shoulders and, mm-hmm. and he's bringing issues up that I didn't even know were like coming down the pipe, you know, and, and things that we need to think about and that. And the one of, you know, incentivizing, you know, women going to work. He talked about within that issue too, like the people that are celebrating this, the people that are getting behind it are are part of the feminist movement who think that, who have equated um, being a stay-at-home mom to uh, being in Nazi concentration camps. Like that's what they equate that to. So like raising children is not this great honor and this beautiful, amazing thing, but instead it's bondage, it's prison is is, is what they're it's, equating it's, it to. Yeah. So we have to provide childcare so you can get out of this prison that you're forced to be in to be a mom. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so so these are the people getting behind these things. They have agendas that go far beyond just helping a kid out and giving him childcare. Mm-hmm. Are there parents out there that need this absolutely okay i'm I'm not an idiot i'm not going to pretend like everybody's life is is as good as mine okay has been as you know as as privileged as mine i i understand that and so there is needs for this but it's not a one shoe fits all approach which is what we keep doing Mm -hmm. this administration even the last administration was a one shoe fits all it's not that easy it's not and yeah, I'm I'm I feel like God has laid this on my heart because I feel like we've continued to slide and this slide is turning into a roll head over feet, you know. And and if we don't <laughs> if we don't grab the reins and start getting involved, you know, the church is, has almost become so um scared 
to get in the political game for whatever reason, to speak your mind because of media, because of, you know, if, if you, if you talk about these things, you're going to be labeled a, you know, a, you know, a crazy, a, a fundamentalist. A, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what all the, what all the crazy words they're using now, yeah, but, plenty. but, but, you know, we, we, we can't not speak our mind, mm-hmm. you know? And we can't not be involved, and we can't not understand the issues, and, and, and we do need to study to understand what the foundation should be and where we should speak and where we should be silent. Yeah. Like, love, but love with truth, because it goes back to that quote, man. Like, you can create experiences for people. Like, you can create ecstatic moments. Like, we could create really nice things in church, but if there is not a dis- discipline to the truth and the knowledge, then it will erode and we will fall apart. Good feelings will not free us. Ecstatic experiences will not free us. Getting high on Jesus will not free us. Without a knowledge of truth, we will not be free, period. I got a little excited. It's all good, man. I love it. All right, man. Well, it's another one. In the books. In the books. It's good chalk. Literally. Get hey, in the books. Get in the books. There you go. <laughs> so I guess, you know, um, pray about it. Um, see where God leads you on this. Set up some goals and try to create that discipline. Um, yeah. There's plenty of Christian and non-Christian people that can that can educate you on discipline out there. It's yeah. not going to be perfect, man. No. Just do it. Take the first step. And then eventually you'll... Um, I mean, it's definitely laid on my heart since we talked about it the other day, and it's something where I definitely need to direct my life for sure. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. And Kevin, would you like to uh, end us in prayer today? Yeah. God, we love you. Uh, We thank you for this time uh, that we could talk about these issues. I know there's just so much, uh, I think, that just breaks your heart about what's going on in 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 our society in this in this country and in the world god and i just i pray your hands on it i pray your hands on our lives god um that that in whatever way you decide you'll use us uh to bless others lord uh, you'll use us to to make disciples not not to be a place that says hey come to us but but that we'll be uh, what you've called us to be uh, and that is disciples who go and make disciples of other people, Lord, who who understand your word, who understand your will, and 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 try to to use those foundations that you set in our lives to build upon in other people's lives as well. God bless us, bless our families, uh, bless our children, bless our wives. Uh, Lord, we pray for our moms, and we just pray that uh, uh, this weekend we will take some extra time just to honor them uh, and and give them the. Uh, um, just the praise that they deserve for being the women uh, that they are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.